Pack Live. This is a little bit of a mixed up edition today. We're going to start off with some entertainment, going to some clubs, and then we have a guest from the swim team who just had their first win of the season. So me and Mackenzie were talking last night, and she actually just watched this. Was it like a horror movie? It was the like menu? a mind messed up movie. Oh, One mm-hmm. of those again. Yeah, so the menu is, I don't even know how to describe the plot in like one sentence, but basically it's eat the rich. Is like literally all it is. It's the chef who invites a bunch of rich people out to his big evening, and he has this big long menu, and it's filled with death. And it scared me. I woke up. I always wake up to a scary movie on, and I woke up on my couch like having a dream that I was like getting like chopped up. And then I woke up, and it was a movie of a chef, and I'm like, oh okay, it's fine. And then they start killing people, so I was like really really scared. But yeah, no, I mean, it was a great movie. It reminds me of an A24 movie. It reminds me a lot of like that kind of vibe, mm-hmm. especially Midsummer. People were calling it, what would you, what'd you say you heard people calling it? I, a lot of people were, late, were relating it to Midsummer. Like I thought it was culinary, really... Culinary? Culinary cult kind of thing. It was kind yeah. of weird. It was really weird. But no, I, I really like those type of movies. They scare me and I can't sleep at night. Mm. But I really do. Um, speaking of A24 movies, though, a new one is coming out later this month with Finn Wolfhard in it. And the director is Jesse Eisenberg. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> and it's called When You Finish Saving the World. And it looks really, really great. It's this teenage boy who's kind of just vibing. There's more to it, but I want to see it first before I give it. That actually sounds really interesting. I like a lot of Finn Wolfhard stuff. He's Um, a really great actor. Yeah, like my, obviously my favorite thing by him is It, and speaking of It, there's a prequel coming out on HBO Max, which I think is going to be pretty cool. Um, especially because there's not like a book to back it up. So they really have a lot of room to maneuver around with that. And it's going to be set in the 1960s. So just around the start of the first movie, like right before it. So I think that's going to be pretty cool. You know if the actors are still going to be the original, like it chapter one actors? I don't think so. Just because it's set so far back into the um, past because it's like that's 20 years and they were so young I don't think they're going to do that I'm not sure what they're going to use they didn't release much about it yet so which is like HBO Max has been really weird about releasing details about their movies so I don't blame them though yeah the last couple projects they put out tanked and they had to stop so right. I, I get keeping this one under the rest uh, definitely but um, it's like it's, it's I'm hoping that they keep the comedy with it like, I, I hope so too. I think that's it. what like died down the horror aspects of it is that you had that comedy to like yeah. rel- like to bounce back on. So, and then uh, finishing up our entertainment today, I've been saying it a lot on the podcast, but since it's coming out soon, I'm going to say it again. The Last of Us is coming out, which is um, a movie made out of a video game. Which um, I can't even give you the plot of it because I don't know what they're going to do. That's another HBO Max thing that they haven't revealed a lot about. Um, I. I'm interested to see what it does because um, obviously like the graphics, they look pretty cool, but I don't know how they're going to do all the stuff that they do in the game. I don't know if they're going to follow the game exactly. I don't know if they're going to put in their own stuff. So I'm excited to see what it comes comes out with. So, Yeah, I mean, I I didn't hear that. I feel like Danny right now, not knowing at all what's going on. But (laughs) no, it sounds, it sounds, that sounds, that sounds cool. 
It's going to be really <laughs> cool. That's definitely going to be one I'm going to watch. And if I don't review it on the podcast, it'll probably be in the next edition of the newspaper. So definitely look out for that one. But speaking of the newspaper, we're going to go into our clubs a little bit. So um, FBLA, we have a luncheon January 17th, which um, I think everybody here is a part of, right? So um, what, what were your guys' events for FBLA? Uh, I was doing uh, entrepreneurship this year. And I don't even remember remember it. Business, business ethics. Business ethics. Business ethics. Yeah, we went against the, right. we went against each other. We got Max Max over here to my right and Bobby Macko all the way over there. We went against each other for business ethics, so that was fun. Definitely yeah, we were the only two who competed though. So, so I think yeah, we both I'm pretty go to sure states. we're both going to state. <laughs> I think so. so I don't really pretty think sure. it's necessary that we go to this luncheon, but you know, it's gonna be fun. So I'm excited. I'm excited up. to see who gets in, who doesn't. I'm gonna laugh at the people who don't. Oh gosh! And then it's us. It's like, oh, we're only taking one person as Bobby's group. Oh god! And that would be bad. I would. I'd laugh. Not. I'd be pretty upset. I feel like we're we're better than them, but uh, I think so. Going against that, we've got uh, Percy Jackson coming up beginning of March. Rehearsals have been really cool. I'm really excited. I think it's. I know. Awesome. I like. I heard like way back in the beginning of the year when she was first talking about it that the outfits are gonna be very steampunk. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's so gonna be really that's cool. gonna be really cool. Yeah. We we finished choreographing a fight scene the other day with swords. Oh, putting a sword oh. in your hand is not a good idea. Oh my god, it's so fun. It's so fun. So, all right, well, done with the little wrap-up of what we missed on Monday because we weren't in the studio. We're going to get into swim. We have our guest Bobby Macko over here, and they just won their first meet of the season, so why don't you talk a little bit about that? All right, thanks, Olivia. So our first win of the season, we mainly won it because of our size and numbers of our team. Um, and as much as you might not like to think it, this year is definitely a building year for our team. We may not have the skill, but give it a year or two, and we definitely will. Um, so we went against Nanacoke and Hanover's combined team. Um, I think they said there was about three people from the Hanover team, and the rest of the team was from Nanacoke. They were definitely really skilled swimmers, so beating them was pretty nice. We beat them 62 to 60 which means that if one person DQ'd, we wouldn't have won it. So that really goes to show how much of a team sport this is and how finishing an event is majorly important, no matter what that event is. It could be the 50 freestyle, which is two laps to the end of the pool and back, or it could be my favorite, the individual medley, which is eight laps. Every two laps is a new stroke. Um, I actually had my coach pull me out of a different one to put me in that event. So definitely goes to show that everybody has a major role of the team, no matter how new you are to it or how experienced you are at it. So now that all these new people on your team are feeling this new, this first win, obviously, do you think that it's going to spur them to kind of push themselves farther and try and win more? Um, I think so. Although I don't really know how much, like, I don't want to be in this negative. I don't really know how much we're going to win this year, but this year is definitely going to be about personal building but I would definitely think it's going to inspire them to be better. And we do get better with every practice. All right, so Bob, I remember we were in English class one day, and your uh, coach, who's a teacher, came in asking you, like, oh, are you going to do the... And the only thing I know about swim is from when I used to play Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. When I was, like, eight, nine years old, I remember all these different terms for all these type of races. How does your coach like tell like, oh, this person would be good in the freestyle or this one would be good in the backstroke? So you kind of have to look at, are they fast or um, 
are they like a little bit slower? Because if you're a little bit slower, you might want to do a, a long distance event. Um, and sometimes it's just how much you learn the, the stroke. Like my freshman year, we needed a backstroke person. So my coach just kind of threw me into that and I just stuck with it. And then the in years to come, I just decided, well, I want to learn the other strokes. And so I learned the other strokes. And um, sometimes she's able to look at you and she has about 22 years of experience. So she knows what she's doing. Um, but sometimes you could just look at a person and be like, oh, like if you have the legs of steel, you're going to be good with the breaststroke because that really involves your legs. So, Bobby, I actually have a question, too. This might sound like a very mm, stupid question. Oh, let's but, hear it. <laughs> so, do you get, because I know in other sports, it's obviously a mental game. And in cheer, I do, I do cheer. And it's very easy to get in your head and very easy to just start messing up completely. When you're in the middle of your laps, do you get discouraged? And if so, do you, like, do you want to give up? Like, how do you push through that? Because I know it must be, like, ten times harder because you're on the clock. And you're very, very, <laughs> you're very, very like pressured and everything. So how, how is that? So, um, yeah, I, I actually do want to give up every single time I'm in that pool. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's, it's a really like, you have to, you have to remember what lap you're on too, which is the hardest oh, part yeah, of swimming it because as much as you want to focus on like, oh, like I didn't kick enough during this lap. So I want to fix that on the, on my next one. Um, sometimes I forget my lap and so I just kind of have to go with it. So like, I just had my coach take me out of the 200 for our last meet to put me in the 200 IM because I knew I probably wouldn't remember the lap I was on. Um, so yeah, I, I think that it's definitely a mental sport as anything is. And it's also like muscle memory to know how to do the stroke. Cause when you learn it so much, you don't really have to tell yourself, oh, I have to do this simultaneously with this. Mm -hmm. So I was actually at a meet the, a couple weeks ago and I had a question I forgot to ask you. When they're doing like that really long one, is it a 500? Yeah. When you have like the numbers to make them remember, like why do you shake them in the water? Oh, like okay. you're really going at it every I, time. I like this question. Um, so when you shake it, that tells the person to speed up or slow down. My coach yelled at me for my, at my one meet because I was shaking it too fast early on. She was saying, this person's going to get tired out. I wouldn't have gotten tired out. No. <laughs> I would, I say that as a, I would probably get like a 10 minute 500. Yeah. Um, but when you shake it, it means to go faster. Or when you hold it, it means to keep your pace because you have to pace yourself during that one. If you go too fast, you're going to get tired out too early on. And if you go too slow, you're going to finish with a 15 minute 500, which nobody wants. I don't think I've ever seen that happen. And I don't want to see that happen, no matter who it is, uh, even if it's the other team, because then it's just going to like slow you down. It's going to like slow you down for your next event. because You're just going to think, wow, this is just going on, on and on. Um, but yeah, so when you shake it, you have to also know, have, have somebody who knows how to do it because like flipping it can actually be kind of confusing. You have to like flip it when they kick the touchpad at the start of the pool. Um, otherwise, the judges will kind of freak out on you for that. So, yeah, when you, the more you shake it, the faster you go. Okay. Well, you, like, I watched you and you were like going at it. Like, it's like your job. It was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, especially on the last one, they, all, all you have to do is just shake it because it's 
orange. So if they see orange, that means that they know they're going to be done. That's your sprint lap. Yeah. That's really cool. I was when I was watching the Wyoming Seminary, I felt so bad for this one girl who was just like five minutes slower than everybody else. And honestly, I would have given up at that point. Like she has so much more resilience than I do. Oh, yeah. I would have gotten out of the pool. Yeah, I would have jumped out. I mean, it takes bravery to do that one. Yeah. That, like that poor girl like everything she was in she was so behind I just felt so bad see I would be the 15 minute 500 <laughs> easily maybe 20 uh, yeah I was gonna say probably 20 <laughs> yeah like I would just I'd be like alright I gotta breathe and like take a break in the middle of the pool are you allowed to do that like, no you, you are not <laughs> no you cannot stop um we would lose. the most you could stop is instead of doing a flip turn at the end of the pool you can grab the wall and like turn and that's the I most you get, but time. you're not allowed to be there for more than like a second. So wait, okay. I know I already know the answer to this because when Olivia and I were interviewing you guys at your practice, I asked her this and she gave me an answer and it seemed very reliable. But so when you when you just like stick your head out of the water, that's to take a breath. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, well, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I was to, like, why I are they the like, water in? No, because I, I was like, why are they doing that? Why are they just moving their head like completely out of water? They're just snapping their head, and I'm like, what are they doing? Like, this is terrifying. But I, and then she's like, oh, they have to breathe, Mackenzie, and I'm like, yeah, I forgot about that. Part. Um, there's actually some skill to that. You're you can't just pick your head straight out of the water when you do that. Otherwise, you're like going to slow yourself down. You have to like put this i know you can't see it corner over of your mouth like, yeah you have to get the corner of your mouth over the water and that's as much like as you should inhale breathe. it like i would be i would be choking i'd be like swallowing oh the whole I've, pool. I've done that before you just have to keep going and choke in the middle of the pool it's yeah i'm not cut out for swim yeah no not even a I, bit. I was i was thinking about it like last year oh so I was, was i like a, thanking god that i didn't do it yeah no <laughs> no way would i i'd rather finish. i'd rather put up girls in the air and throw them than whatever <laughs> that is i can't no no i uh, need like a whole oxygen tank well unfortunately we are running out of time so i want to thank our guest bobby macko for coming on for us today and then uh max gregory mckenzie andrews thank you for hosting with me i think the conclusion we've come to with this podcast is um don't don't do swim if you can't do <laughs> whoa, everything whoa, he just whoa, said. No, whoa, I'm just whoa, saying no, no no if you can't do anything he just said, if you let me finish, thank you very much. But um it's a really cool sport, really interesting. I think more people should go to their meets. So uh thank you all for listening. We hope to see you back here on Friday. <laughs>